Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome to Kansas City Training Camp Live. I'm Jay Binkley from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Chiefs play tonight against the Minnesota Vikings coming up at 7 o'clock tonight. You can follow me on Twitter at the number three guys in the garage. It's been a lot of fun taking you through camp as we uh, finalize preseason of the night. Of course, the three preseason games in the NFL four, two years ago. Last year, they didn't have it because of COVID, but it's given guys an opportunity to get on the roster. For the Kansas City Chiefs, wide receivers like Marcus Kemp, how much influence will he have in the special teams room? Jody Fortson added those 20 pounds. Guy that was a Division II player at Valdosta State moved from White. Tight end, the wide receiver, back to tight end. That's where he's at now, tight end in Kansas City. So interesting to see who can make the final uh, pieces of this roster for the Kansas City Chiefs. And if we'll have any surprise cuts, I'll get into uh, maybe who I think might be a surprise cut for the Kansas City Chiefs coming up. Now, as far as playing time tonight, it is different. Now, keep in mind, Andy Reid does play all the starters. 14 NFL quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in this league, have not played. Patrick Mahomes is not one of them. Played in all the preseason games. How much will he play tonight? Lady Reed has kind of talked about that because he did have so many plays against the Cardinals. Did have that 15-play drive against Arizona. How much time will we see Patrick Mahomes tonight? Because keep in mind the offensive line, the starters on the line, stayed in basically for the half with the Chiefs. But here was Andy Reed uh, this week on the playing time. What he expects to see as far as how he's going to divvy up the assignments tonight. Uh, we'll play the ones. For the first half, and then uh, we'll see about after that, and go from there. So, and then the other guys will jump in and fill in. So, play the one. Time's yours. <laughs> time's yours. So, the, the, he'll play the starters. He did clarify that just a little bit more, and this is where he kind of talks about Holmes had a lot of action last week. I did. Listen, I'll, I'm gonna just see we'll see how it goes, but I um, that's what I've got scheduled for him. We'll just we'll play play here from there. So. Um, and it's gone good. I, again, just on the offensive side, just getting the one offensive line, a couple reps is what I'm looking at. And, um, and then on the defensive side, uh, just making sure we're, we got all the kicks knocked out there, um, which uh, I'm feeling pretty good about right now. So. so we'll see how much Patrick Mahomes plays tonight. I wouldn't expect an entire time. So we'll see that offensive line again. They looked good last week. You go back and watch the film against the Arizona Cardinals. Good to see some of the continuity 
the chemistry is already developing between, say, a combo block between Creed Humphrey, the center, and Trey Smith, the right guard, Lucas Niang and Trey Smith on that right side. Again, it's about those rookies, getting those rookies' uh, feet wet in the NFL. That's why if, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're happy they're doing preseason because if not, wouldn't have had that opportunity to hit somebody else in a in a game from another team. So this has been an important part of, I think, these, this rookie's development. But it's also about the defense. They didn't allow a first down to almost, what, 423 left in the second quarter. I know we're just at preseason games, but they've allowed just 56 yards through seven drives. The starters, it's unbelievable. When you think about the offensive line, no penalties from the starters in 52 snaps. Huge. And again, that's what you'd expect. You know, Orlando Brown, he's been penalized twice in the last two years. Played every snap. Creed Humphrey, only three penalties the last three years. It, it's kind of been the mindset of the Kansas City Chiefs. But Kyler Murray did not have any success against this defense. But that's been good to see. It's really been one of the good things about the, um, about the Kansas City Chiefs that we've seen this preseason is how the line's starting to come together, the no penalties, creating a nice clean pocket for Patrick Mahomes. That was something you need to see. It's been priority target number one for me throughout this preseason. And seeing this defense, the way they're playing, they were 16th in the NFL uh, in yards against last year, expecting to be a top 10 defense this season. But the way the defense has played, Chris Jones has had back-to-back sacks in the last two games. You know, whether he's been on the outside, which is kind of his new position, he's had one on the inside, and he's had one on the outside. So he's showing that versatility. And I think a guy that can make a serious run for defensive player in the NFL, NFL. of course, earlier, uh, the, the the cuts that tr- transpired this week, Taco Charlton waived, Will Parks safety, Brian Witzman, the lineman, uh, also waived uh, Riley Cole, uh, the undrafted linebacker, and quarterback Anthony Gordon as chief sit with three quarterbacks, Mahomes and Chad Henney and Shane Bouchel as far as the quarterbacks are concerned. But tonight's a night where you can make your way on the roster. You can get yourself on the roster, and a lot of it comes down to special teams. What guys can show Dave Tobe? Who, I mean, it is one-third of the game is special team. It's important. But Jody Fortson, as I mentioned, the guy that was he played at Valdosta State, has been on the practice squad with the Kansas City Chiefs the last couple of years, but they keep him around. But some of the things the Chiefs are saying to him about him, the coaches, really stand out. For instance, this is uh, Jody Fortson when he was talking about how Dave Tobe had given him some advice. Um, it was pretty much my entire mindset. I knew I had to go in there and be dominant. Uh, me and Coach Tobe, we had a discussion uh, earlier OTAs about what did I needed to do and what kind of mindset I needed to have. And I just I meditated that on that all offseason as far as what I needed to do, as far as holding guys up, putting hands on people, and being being thicker. So I just I just took the advice he gave me, and I'm continuing to build it on it. So he shows up to Dave Tobe's office last year. How can I get better? What do I need to do to get better? Let me tell you something. Coaches love that kind of stuff. Now, can he be a part of the special teams? Because he's going to have to play special teams. He's also going to have to block, which blocking is something he did well in the Arizona game. That was the important thing. You're moving the wide receiver to tight end. You want to make this roster? You want to force the Chiefs' hands where they have to keep four tight ends? It's being a special teams player. Here's Dave Tobe, Chief Special Teams Coach, on the improvement in Jody Fortson in special teams. It was actually last year. He actually came into my office. He did. And you could ask him about it. He came in my office. It was uh, during the offseason. What do I need to do? You know, and I just, I just, we just laid it out on for him. And, and he's, you know, and I, that's why I'm so excited about him because he's done it. You know, he's, 
got himself in the position, you know, to, to be successful. So Dave Tobes uh, carries a little bit of weight when it comes down to guys, fringe guys making the roster who can help him out on special teams and not. But a big part of it was Jody Fortson's blocking. Like to see some more of it tonight. Again, different positions, playing tight end and wide receiver in the NFL. You already got Travis Kelsey, probably the greatest of all time at tight end. You have Blake Belty blocking tight end who can catch a pass from time to time. Then you have Jody Fortz who's got great hands, but can he be a good blocker? Like I said, he passed the test last week, and you have the rookie Noah Gray from Duke as far as the tight ends. If the Chiefs keep four, which I think there's a legitimate possibility, they can. So much so, here's Andy Reid when he was talking about Jody Fortson and his blocking last week. Yeah, listen, he's worked his tail off for me. So um, I, I like what I've seen, uh, the improvement that he's made over the last couple of years is, is uh, quite large, and he's done a nice job with it. So I liked what he did in the blocking area, though, yes. See, that yeah. stuff carries a lot of weight. That stuff carries a lot of weight when your head coach talks about you. I thought it was a good question. Andy Reid was asked, what's kept him around? What's kept Jody Fortson around the Chiefs for the last couple of years. Yeah, well, he's a hard worker. So, and he wants to, he wants to do good. <clears throat> so you work with that and start off as a wide receiver and play tight end. Then went back to wide receiver and back to tight end now. So, uh, but he's worked extremely hard there. So there's a guy trying to make the, the Chiefs uh, 55 or 53 man roster, but on game days, they elevated to 55. I think there's going to be some guys like a Darwin Thompson who's been on this roster the last couple of years. Defines himself on the practice squad. Cornell Powell, the fifth-round pick of the, of the Chiefs, the wide receiver from Clemson. And here's a guy that really hadn't showed much through the preseason. It's a guy I feel they could sneak actually on the on the practice squad because if you poach a practice squad, you got to put him on your active roster. The Chiefs did it with Ryan Liljic. Or the Colts did it with Ryan Liljic, excuse me. They, he was on the Chiefs practice squad. They got him. He was a starter on that football team. It happens. But is there really an NFL team that's going to look out and said, yeah, that guy, we're putting him on our active roster. So you could sneak him. 16-man practice squad like you had last season. You can protect up to four players per week on your practice squad. Six players can have two accrued years in the NFL or more. And, of course, uh, moving to the wide receiver position, Tyreek Hill sat out the last game due to injuries. Fine uh, going forward. Uh, just some tightening up there, some muscles in the leg. But McCole Hardman, on and off night for McCole. Did have that nice touchdown catch, but he dropped some too. And there were some questions about chemistry between Patrick Mahomes and McCole Hardman, who will be probably the number two wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Even McCole, there was, there was a pass from Mahomes to the back of the end zone to McCole Hardman. He did not catch it. He explains that he thought he should have caught it. I mean, it went good. Um, I think I could have caught the one in the, in the corner of the zone on the bench. Um, and then it was just some, miscommis- um, some miscommunication with me and Pat, but that's why we got to get better. So. And so, you know, it'd be nice to have some more confidence going towards the season for McCole Hardman. I mean, he's starting to take this stuff personally. I'll explain more in a minute. Here is uh, why McCole made that mistake. I came on my break wrong. I could have just been, like, you know, more square to be, like, to jump and get the ball wherever it was at. So, kind of like it just got to be in better position. Now, Patrick Mahomes, here was his comment about McCool Hordman in the night that he had. The first end zone play, I probably just – I got to throw the ball probably with a little bit more touch, throw a little hard. Um, I try to, like, really rip it in there, and, and it was a little too high for him to kind of get both his hands on. Um, the second one where he kind of ran across the field, it's a play you always see us run with Tyreek. Um, and I, I, we just got to work on that timing to find that right spot because he has the speed to beat that guy across the field. Um, and then uh, I think the 
I think I don't know if I what the other one was, but I thought he did, I thought he had a good game. I mean, obviously there's a, a few mistakes here and there, but you saw he made a the big play on that cover zero play where he, Chad put it up for him. And you want to see those things. You want to see a guy that when his numbers call, when Tyreek's not playing, he's kind of in that Tyreek position that he's going out there and trying to make plays and, he, and he's making them. Um, and I thought he did a good job of that of, of, of battling through, kind of being in that top spot. And even if you guys don't fully connect on all the stuff you want to on a night like this, I mean, does that give you a lot to work with with him as you guys get closer and closer to having the yeah, for sure. And um, we, we always kind of talk about like during training camp and during these preseason game kind of training guys to kind of be on the same page as we are. Um, and I think that that's it. I mean, like the, the throwing that, that that over route where I kind of threw it out of the back of the end zone at the end of the end of it, uh, that first drive. Um, it kind of is kind of showing that that's the spot that I kind of need him to be at, that back corner of the end zone. And even though we didn't catch it, he'll know that the next time. And I think the, great, the best thing with McColl is he doesn't make the same mistake twice. I mean, he really has learned a lot uh, being behind Tyreek and, and learning how to play that position. See, that's huge. You don't make the same mistake twice. Of course, that's, you know, Patrick's going to be encouraging his teammates. That is, that's his role. But I'll say this too. Like Andy Reid has been a guy, and it reminds me of Ned Yost with the Kansas City Royals. He's willing to take the criticism. He's willing to deflect what's going on with the team and take it, just take it off himself. Big guy, big guy. It didn't matter. I mean, I don't mean big guy, big guy in stature could take criticism. That's fine. Ned Yost was like that. Like he'd kind of see where the temperament of the media was going. And if he could tell that, you know, they were kind of being critical of a player, or whatever, he would blame himself. He would deflect off the player. Andy Reid's been that way too. And guys in the locker room really respect a head coach. that's willing to kind of take the fall for him. But rarely do you hear just flat out, maybe a tad bit of criticism. And I know that McCole Harden's being counted on. This is his year he's got to step up. This is his year, make a break here for McCole Hardman, in my opinion. He's got the speed, he's got everything else, but can you get on the same page with Patrick Mahomes? I felt Andy Reid pretty honest. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, he was a last-minute fill-in in that position. So, But that's his deal. I mean, he's got to be ready for that, along with everything else. So he had a couple of things he'd like to have back. But it was great for he and Pat to communicate in a preseason game and just see how important it is, get it on tape and see what we're talking about there. But um, yeah, I, I mean, listen, he made he made some good plays, but he had a couple in there that, that weren't so good. Um, so but he kept battling. I thought it was the important thing. He's playing fast and and working hard. So so there you go. You make a couple of plays. Some you missed. I mean, it's blood honesty. Like, maybe if the message isn't getting received, use the media to put it out there. Put it out there, you're not 100%. Like, your coaches still want you to go to that next level. Maybe it gets to that point where you feel like that's the last resort. You know, you need to hear that. You need to hear some honesty. You need to hear some truth. You know, he was he was filling in for Tyreek Hill as wide receiver one with the Kansas City Chiefs. So he, he's got to be ready for that, as Andy Reid said. If you get that call, like, the Chiefs always want you to be ready for the next step. And whether that's stepping in for somebody else or whatever, you better know it. Like, you got to know the stuff as well as the starter. If you're asked to come in there, they're seeing you as the guy that's replacing that starter and should have the same production. I mean, the training wheels aren't on with this team anymore. I mean, back-to-back Super Bowls, three straight AFC title games, there's expectations. I kind of liken it sometimes to the Steelers, you know, their modus operandi, the New England Patriots. When you're drafted, there's no training wheels. You're expected to be good. You're expected to walk in that clubhouse and perform. You get guys relying on you. You have a good football team. You don't want to be that weak link on the football team. 
The Chiefs have gotten there, though, because there's real expectations when you walk in that building. When you know this team won the Super Bowl two years ago, they went to the Super Bowl last year, three straight AFC title games. You have a former MVP as your quarterback. You get a Super Bowl MVP as your quarterback. There's tangible expectations. You're the Vegas favorite in the Super Bowl. You're expected to come in and perform. There's not a lot of, you know, hey, he's a nice guy, plays hard. You know, we'll give him a go. No, not with this team. This team is all business. I've seen a real business-like approach with the Kansas City Chiefs this year. You know, whether they said they wanted to redo their offensive line, which they did. Just the things they're saying, the confidence they show, the smoothness of practices at training camp. It was it was all business. And that's the approach. Have fun off the field. Get to work on the field. You have to separate it. You have to be able to separate it. It's like a snow game a couple of years ago against the Broncos. Chiefs were making snow angels and stuff like that. But then when the game started, it was pound the Denver Broncos. Again, having that inherent switch to flip it to, I think will serve this team well going forward throughout the season. I don't know what's going to happen in this division. I don't look at these teams and think, okay, they really want to catch the Kansas City Chiefs. I did talk to somebody in Denver yesterday who covers the Broncos, been all their practices, and I said, what are they doing to combat the Chiefs? And they said to Vic Fangio, that's one of the reasons he drafted Patrick Sertay on the cornerback, so we can help on Travis Kelsey. All right, okay, that makes sense. we got to get somebody to kind of slow down Travis Kelsey because he kills him every time he's out there on the field. They bring in Ronald Darby, Carl Fuller. Okay, those are moves to stop the Chiefs. But then there's always that quarterback question. They're going with Teddy Bridgewater instead of uh, Drew Locke, the Kansas City kid, Drew Locke. But again, is that enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Denver has not beaten the Chiefs since 2015. It's been 11 straight. Peyton Manning was the last quarterback for the Broncos to beat the Chiefs. He's now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's a little bit of lapsed time there. That's how long it's been, 11 years, for what became the Chiefs' biggest rival. The Raiders, how are they doing against Chiefs? Well, they didn't beat them last year, right? Well, in the last 10 games, they've lost eight. They've won two. Two and eight in the last 10. Raiders have lost 11 of the last 13 to the Chiefs, okay? There's two teams without success. What about the Chargers? They're two and eight in the Chief, against the Chiefs in the last 10 games. Chiefs have won 12 of the last 14 against the Chargers. Again, there's these teams. Chiefs have won this division five straight years. You know, who's going to be that team that step up in the Chiefs? And they all take darts at the quarterback. You saw how the quarterbacks were the talk of the NFL draft. Everybody's looking for that next Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I do like Justin Fields in Chicago, to be quite honest with you. I think he could, <laughs> at some point, um, if he gets that opportunity, he could be like that because he was 11th pick in the draft. Mahomes is number 10. A little chip on the shoulder. But I thought the, I feel that the Cleveland Browns took the biggest step. You know, when they bring in 50% of the Rams secondary, number one secondary in the NFL, that's taken a step. You know, their offensive line, they boast three all-pros. Baker Mayfield's a good play, actually quarterback. Great running game. Second best running game in the AFC, I think, behind the Baltimore Ravens. Cleveland's in that bubble right behind the Chiefs. The Buffalo Bills, of course. But, you know, here's Josh Allen. Got more MVP votes than, than Mahomes. Faced Patrick twice last year. Lost both of them. Once at home and one here in Kansas City. Baker Mayfield 0-2. Lamar Jackson 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes. Like, these teams have to figure out a way to beat them. So, in that second bubble, I have Cleveland. I've got, I've got the Buffalo Bills, of course. Buffalo Bills will probably be the second favorite to the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion. I think they'll meet in the AFC title game again. And then there's the Baltimore Ravens. I love how they play. I like how Lamar Jackson goes about business. I still think it's ridiculous that they traded Orlando Brown to the Chiefs. 
And if I'm one of these other teams in the AFC, I'm really questioning why they did it. The moment they do that, it's like, what are you doing? Do you think the Chiefs would have treated their left tackle, Eric Fisher, a couple years ago if Belichick called him and said, listen, man, it's the one piece we need. They wouldn't have, they would, they would have hung up the phone. They wouldn't have dealt with it. Like the Ravens actually helped the Chiefs because that left tackle to start on day one didn't reside in this year's draft. So many questions in this year's draft, the Chiefs would have been stuck. They didn't get Trent Williams. They tried hard and went to 233 in the morning, didn't get him. They would have been stuck having to take a rookie. They might have made a further push at Villanueva, something like that. But they're set with Orlando Brown, shocked that the Ravens did that deal. For a team that's trying to catch the Chiefs, like the Chiefs would have never done that to the Patriots. They were public enemy number one. It's like Steve Spagnola's in Kansas City. Beat that undefeated Patriots team who's with the Giants. Like I keep waiting. Who's going to be that team? You know, I'll put Cleveland. I think it's great the Chiefs get to open the season against the Cleveland Browns because I think the Cleveland Browns are going to be a good football team this year. I mean, past history, and Andy Reid is 19-5 and in September with the Chiefs since he's been a coach here. Patrick Mahomes has never been beaten 10-0 and in the month of September. The Browns are 0-15-1 since 2005 in season opener. I mean, those stats right there don't bode well for them. Again, the game is played. It doesn't matter what you did the year before, but there is a history and there's a track record, especially with Andy Reid. His success after bye weeks, unbelievable. When you give him time, especially in the playoffs, you give him an extra week. He's great at that. He knows how to handle it. He knows how to manage it. So to take a team like the Cleveland Browns that I do think are one of the top teams in the AFC, play them in week one huge because that's since the schedule came out on May 12th, that's been the concentration for Andy Reid. The coaching staff is figuring out a way to beat the Cleveland Browns. And look at the shot at Baltimore in week two. Get the Bills in week five. I mean, there's a lot of good football teams the first five weeks of the season. Really, if you stretch it out to seven weeks because you throw the Titans in there, of course, the Chargers are in that mix as well. But there's a real chance for this team to put a stamp on their season the first five weeks of the year, and I can't wait for it. The final preseason game tonight against the Minnesota Vikings. Glad they had a preseason, but I'm also glad to see it go. Because you know what? At 10 o'clock tonight, what happened in preseason, yeah, it matters for guys trying to make the roster well. The final cuts on Tuesday when they go from 80 men down to 53. But it's go time. At 10 o'clock, it's go time. It's go time for the Kansas City Chiefs and the 2021 season. Can they repeat the success of the last two years going to the Super Bowl? I think they can. I think they can. I truly feel they'll get that bye this year in the AFC. Not just saying it because I'm here in Kansas City. But I see it day in, day out. I see the way this team operates. And I have good feelings about this team going forward this year. This is our last training camp live show. I hope you enjoyed it. I've definitely enjoyed it. I know it's around in different places um, that there's some Odyssey stations. It's been a lot of fun. You guys have been great, too. Don't forget, you can always hit me up on Twitter, at the number three, guys in a garage. But appreciate you listening to this on Odyssey Sports. All right, guys, it's go time. Don't forget, we got a football game at 7 o'clock. Then it's shut the door. Time to get ready for the Browns. All right, you guys take care. Enjoy the games. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.